Hello, and welcome to the Accidental Yogini, a podcast discussing all things yoga from someone who sort of fell into the life of this transformative practice. From lively discussions about the physical practices to bringing the philosophies into the context of your current life, join me, Dr. Tracy Allshafer, in a journey of self-discovery and enlightenment through ancient practices, holistic medicine, and all things energy. So welcome to the Accidental Yogini podcast. I'm sitting here with three beautiful women. Uh, I want each of you to introduce yourself really quickly. Just tell us who you are and um, what your yoga experiences or whatever you want to share. Would you like to go first? Okay. So I'm Karuna Lin, and I am very close to becoming a 500-hour yoga teacher. So excited. (laughs) (laughs) My yoga teacher training at the moment, um, weekend. So um, I studied Shivananda for many years and practiced Shivananda style. Integral, very close, went to Integral for many years, and now practicing with you, Tracy, with One Mm. Yoga. Awesome. Thank you, Karuna. I'm Samantha, and uh, I'm about to finish my 100-hour module. So uh, I did my 200-hour training with Tracy, and I started when I was in my 20s uh, in New York City at Integral Yoga um, with Swami Satchitananda. So that's where Mm. my yoga began. Yeah, you guys are very close in a lot of your background with yoga. Thanks, Sam. I'm Robin. Um, I'm just a regular yoga <laughs> yoga taker, class taker. <laughs> anyway, um, I yeah, I'm finishing up my I guess 300 hour um, training with Tracy, and uh, before that, I would just go to lots of yoga classes. I really wanted to learn more about it because. It made me feel good and um, really just to deepen my own practice but now that I have all this knowledge maybe I will um, show other people maybe mm. so uh, we'll see didn't I uh, yes. say at the beginning of I, I tell this to everybody <laughs> at the beginning of training when they say oh I don't really want to teach I'm just I just here for self-development or for myself or whatever those always make the best teachers. <laughs> Those people who have no intention to actually teach, they just just want to learn and self-improvement and understand the practice more, but then something happens. Right. I hope you do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, since you're all finishing up, uh, you're all 200-hour teachers and you're you're working on uh, the advanced training, 500 hours, you know, the hours are... They don't, it's just advanced study, right? Yoga Alliance puts those hours out there. But um, just tell, I would like to hear from you guys. Why did you want to get involved in a further training past your 200 hours? And I know some of you did it a long time ago, a few years ago. Some of you came right out of it. So you're all at different places with that. But what made you decide to do it? anyone I'll go. I'll, <laughs> yeah I'll go. Um, well in this time a pandemic t- 
time. Um, I think that for me has a lot to do with it because I thought it was a good thing to do. You know, um, there's been a lot more focus on uh, meditation lately and, and doing mindful things and I didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> um, That's a good point though because you're usually traveling or busy and yeah. this gave you the opportunity to actually focus on it. Yeah. It really couldn't have come at a better time. I mean, at yeah. first, I, when I first started the 200-hour training, we were pre-pandemic, and, and then I was very, um, I wasn't sure I wanted to do it. It was a big commitment. It was the summertime, blah, blah, blah. But I decided to do it, and it turned out to be perfect because, <laughs> you know, it got me out of the house finally, and I got to meet some people, and... Um, deepen my practice and learn stuff and challenging at times frustrating at times did things I didn't really want to do but you know I'm glad that I did it and um, I thought you know what when the second training came along I thought well um, I feel like I have a little momentum that I should keep going there you go but if I stopped who knows if I would ever pick it up again Think about all the people that went back and did all kinds of classes this past year. Yeah. All those uh, Harvard classes that were available suddenly online. And right. people were like, I just took a class at Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> so why not teacher training, right? Yeah, I think for me too, it was uh, certainly why now was that I wanted something for me. Mm. You know, that uh, I had my kids at home, my husband at home, everybody's in the house and everybody's doing something and I was teaching but then it all disappeared because we weren't teaching anymore and I was like but wait I still want my thing (laughs) (laughs) so this was sort of like a perfect time and opportunity to continue with uh, my studies Um, and I think I I waited it kind of came at the right time because after my 200 hour I just wanted to get a feel for it like do I really want to teach? How does it feel to teach? How does it feel to be on the other side of the, you know, of the mat? And, um, you know, how I was going to develop a program for children. Um, and then I just started to feel like, you know what, I feel like I need to know more. I need to know more if I'm going to really be able to help people, um, you know, where they're coming from. So I think this chakra training was a perfect opportunity to learn not only where I'm coming from and then where other people are, might be coming from as well. So, Yeah. Mm. Yep. For me, I think <clears throat> when, I, uh, when the gym closed down that I was teaching at, I took that time to go, okay, well, what, now what do I want to do? And um, I took a year or two to just take classes and figure out what I wanted to do. And I, um, it always came back to, I want to help people more in the, te- in the classes, the yoga classes that I was teaching, and um, find ways to help them, um, you know, not injure themselves. And then when I took a training with you that was about non-injury, I was like, yeah. this is it, this is perfect. And that's when I started thinking like, oh, there's so much more that I could, that I could do to help people. Yeah. Helping people, I think that's that's always been my reason. But um, I love to go back to what you said, Sam, because 
having something for yourself mm. so important and easy I think especially for moms to kind of get lost in that so so good for you for doing that thanks <laughs> <laughs> so teacher tra- yeah and Robin you said like teacher training I think the one thing a lot of people don't consider is that um it it puts you in uncomfortable places. It makes you feel those places and puts you in uncomfortable positions so that you can grow, so that you can learn and grow. Do you feel like there was anything in particular that really did, that you had to do, that you forced yourself to kind of um, push up against and you were able to really grow because of that? Anything you want? (laughs) (laughs) Teach Yeah. Being in front of people? Being, yeah, so teaching to my, my group, my mm. colleague, my fellow students. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's one of my least favorite things to do. I don't like, I just feel like I'm performing or, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I got through it. The beginning was really bad, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and I felt like I progressed as I went on. It's still not my most comfortable thing to do but obviously it's getting easier as I do it mm-hmm. and I'm learning and uh, getting less uncomfortable yeah I think that shows for oh, sure when you're teaching I told you I think that you've really really grown a lot in that feeling more authentic and comfortable in front even though you know sometimes we're like dying inside but (laughs) (laughs) but at least uh it feels more comfortable on the outside so so would teacher training be something that you would recommend like who would you recommend teacher training to I mean it's funny it feels like when you say teacher training right that people automatically assume well I you know I don't want to be a teacher, so I guess I shouldn't do that training. Mm. But I don't really think that it's about that. Like, the way you came at it, Robin, Mm -hmm. where you said, you know, I just want to learn more because I like the way I feel when I do this practice, you know, and I want to learn more about it. I think that that's the person that that needs to come to a teacher training. Yeah. Take the, you know, teaching out of it completely and just do you want to learn more about this practice? Do you want to learn more about yourself? Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's so much that you don't get from an hour, hour and a half class mm-hmm. of hatha or vinyasa or whatever. You're not delving into um, the history behind it, the, um, all the different kinds of trainings, all the different kind of breath work, and there's so much, mm. so much. It's wonderful. Just the minute you start diving in a little deeper, it just kind of leads you to another path. I'm always learning. Yeah. I mean, I've been teaching for over 20 years. I'm, I'm always learning. I'm always, I learn from my students. I learn uh, from just continuing to read things, practice things on my own. I mean, I don't think that you ever stop learning. And, um, you know, again, some of the best teachers, they, they just continue to be open for learning and bigger understanding. So, um, yeah, people that want to, that self-discovery, that want to dive into that, for sure. And I think of yoga as a lifestyle, not just a class. I think of it as, you know, when I wake up in the morning, where is my mind at? 
you know, when I'm teaching my students in junior high, where is my mind at? Yeah. Um, so it, it filters into everything. Mm-hmm. The food, what am I thinking while I'm, you know, serving or, or making this food, all the energy that's going into it. So studying all this really just made me remember how much I love living in a, it feels more alive, hmm. you know. Yeah, I More do. connected to what's going on in the world. <laughs> Everybody should take it then. That's yes, the that's, that's the take the yes. yeah. Everybody yeah. should take it here at One Yoga. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll just start funneling people through. <laughs> no, I, I think I think finding the right teacher for you is important too. I get you know, I get a lot of people that call they want to know about the teacher training and, and I say a couple things. Number one, if you've never been here before, come and take a class with me. Because maybe my style doesn't resonate with you and, and maybe, you know, like we have to work together. So if we don't, if our energy is amiss, that's not going to work out, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and plus you're spending a decent amount of money on it too. So you don't want to, you don't want to come in like thinking, oh, there she is again, right? <laughs> so you, you want to come in. Um, so I said, come in and take a class um, or take a couple of class, feel the style, get to know uh, you know, who the teacher is. And it, and then when you're calling around and asking other people, just don't just find out what the price is, you know, right. or, oh, this schedule's because people will say, oh, well, the schedule, their schedule was just more convenient. I really, I really wanted to take it with you because my friend recommended, but this was more convenient or, right. you know, it, it's not something you do because, you got the best price. It's, it's they're not all the same. They're com- they're completely Absolutely. different. Every teacher training is focusing on different things. Um, yeah, I mean, you, uh, we've all gone to certain teachers that I just sometimes I feel like they didn't study. Uh, we're in Vegas enough, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> or something. They just went through a weekend because um, I don't I, I don't feel that they're coming from a place. Um, of knowledge. I just feel like they're saying what they were taught to say. Right. Or it's more of like a a factory, like we're just bringing them Mm. in and shipping them out and bringing them in and shipping them out and and not like a family. Like I feel like we feel more like, you know, like we've already talked about, like we're going to continue to like stay in touch and, Mm -hmm. you know, we've made a connection. And I think that if you're going to do a kind of a program like this you want to feel connected like mm. connected to the teacher connected to the other students because you go through a lot together it's right uh, you know um, it can be very emotional at times mm-hmm. so you want to make sure that you feel like you're in a safe place to mm-hmm. do all of that yeah so you guys started to touch upon another question of mine which is like what qualities do you look for in a good teacher uh, it, then we'll talk about like maybe some crazy experiences you've had with, <laughs> with what you don't like. But what qualities do you do you like or appreciate or look for in a teacher? Authenticity is my number one. How do you gauge that when you go to a class? I can just feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it's natural. It, it appears natural. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's not rehearsed or it just can't you can tell it's coming from the heart yeah that's yeah, a that's, good one that's what uh, I was going to say compassion it has to be about the students mm-hmm. not about them yeah I find you know if, if they're 
talking too much about themselves or or if they're looking out the window while I'm teaching something <laughs> makes me go, oh, you're not even looking at yeah. us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, coming from the heart, yeah. being present, important qualities. I want to feel safe. Mm. I want to know that um, whatever we're going to be doing, you're going to be, like, taking care of me. I'm not going to get hurt. I'm you know, going to know what I'm supposed to do. Um, you're going to listen, all of, you know, those those qualities um you're not going to show off i know we weren't getting to this part yet but (laughs) i really don't like teachers that show off and they don't read the room and see that like we're we're not where you are we're not Mm, doing you know arm balances like you are (laughs) yeah and can you i'm here to be you know teach from where i am can you come back to where we all are right on our mats (laughs) So how do you guys feel about that, like being taken care of? And I've shared with you in this situation of teaching virtually is so difficult because you can't always see what, depending on the camera angle, I mean, often I see, what I see is like um, chest to crotch. <laughs> but I either can't see the legs or I can't see the arm. Like, it's so difficult. And then to see, to look at all the individual little squares mm-hmm. Uh, and check that in, you know, every, and, and that's always been part of what I teach people in the teacher training is scan the room and make sure everybody is okay before you move to the next thing, give the modifications. And it, it's so difficult to do that with little squares where you can't even see a whole body. So, I mean, are you still feeling cared for or not? Or what do you think mentality? Cause, um, we talked about this before. We know that you you spend time thinking about what the class is going to be and specifically for us at this time, mm. like the grounding, um, uh, just knowing that everyone is coming from a place of, you know, the pandemic freaking out and we yeah. need more grounding. We need, so you're thinking about us and planning it for us. Okay. Um, so I feel like I'm taken care of that way. Uh, you know, there, there have been other teachers that you, you just kind of know that they're just doing the same thing that they've always done. Mm. They're phoning it in. Yeah. You know? And you always ask. Yeah, we should ask, right? You ask. You say, how are you feeling today? Mm. How's your back? If I know, Robin, you have a a shoulder issue, don't do that or whatever. Right, right. Um, Yeah, giving as many cues as we can. I think, too, one of the things that you do is you know um, what people have the tendency to do. So like you'll say, you know, just generally, pull your heads back, everybody, because everyone has a tendency, you know, right, their heads right. forward or have their mm-hmm. neck it's not quite in the right alignment, you know, or really look at that knee and that ankle, everybody. Mm-hmm. Really bring those hips all the way down. So you, like you know the tendencies that we have so that we can all be like, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> like, you know, so even though you're not specifically pointing it out, you're like, yes, I need to be working on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You give the cues. Right. And um, and now, you know, you're one of the little squares, too. So I find that interesting, too, because I can give my own posture a quick check. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, oh really? look at, oh, my God, well, look what I'm doing. <laughs> it's not even what I'm telling them to do because it's not your practice. Right. So you might not be actually showing them something mm-hmm. The best way possible, right? There's so much going oh, on. I, I've definitely done that when I'm looking. I'm taking the class, but I'm looking at it going, wow, my scoliosis is so bad <laughs> that I 
pull the shoulder down. Wow. Yeah, I'm so off. Right. I mean, I've never been an advocate of teaching with mirrors. And uh, whenever I had to teach somewhere with mirrors, I always had the students... Uh, face away from the mirror Mm -hmm. and then I had to look at myself which was horrible (laughs) but at least they weren't focused on themselves because I'd never like that however it's not a bad idea to take a peek at yourself every now and then just if you have no sense of what your body's doing with the space around it right Mm. Um, take a peek every now and then and you'll be shocked I think (laughs) Why does she keep saying drop the shoulder? Oh, God, look at my shoulder. <laughs> you think she's not talking to me. <laughs> oh, that is me. No, yeah. that's, and I'm the opposite. Oh, she's definitely talking to me. Right? <laughs> and you might not be. And that's the other thing. Right. I actually have a student that wants, uh, you know, when we talk about all the, all the ways to do um, mountain pose and you know the four corners of the feet and pulling up the arches and how the feet should be positioned and the whole thing well she was doing it too much she was actually she winded up she started having issues with like her knees and she didn't know why her knees were bothering her and it was somebody that I was co-teaching so I wasn't seeing her in her regular weekly practice I was only seeing her during like my one weekend with her right Mm -hmm. and I would see the like the one day and um, I didn't realize that for her body and um, what when she heard me say something, she was actually already doing it okay, but then when she heard me say it, she would push it further. Yeah. You know, she would go past where she should have been. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a difficult thing, right? Because you're giving the cue, and if you're, th- if you're taking it like, oh, man, I'm not doing it right. I have to do it more. Sometimes you say the person's name, which I like. I don't like doing that, but how else can I do it online, right? Like, I have to say, Sam, (laughs) pull your head back. Right. Right. I mean, in the old days, you would walk over to someone's mat, and then you would whisper to them. You'd whisper, or you'd tap them. Remember the days when we could touch students? (laughs) I hope that comes back. I won't. I don't want to teach virtually. Yeah, I. I mean, I think it's it's got its advantages and and its disadvantages. You you are still able to connect with people and yeah. give them something, um, you know. And maybe maybe what will come back is a little bit more private lessons or one on one more personal things. Where you know it's hard to teach in a classroom because not everybody needs the same thing. So if you want a really specialized practice so this is for you this is for you this is for you that's the way it has to be done anyway mm-hmm. you know it's like uh the vinny yoga i think almost like yoga therapy although we're mm-hmm. not allowed to say yoga therapy right right one of the nice things about that you know it being virtual is that i know you have students that are coming mm-hmm. from like canada i heard mm-hmm. like you've asked like how is it in toronto yeah you know, yeah. and DC and like or people on vacation. Yeah, people on vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that is kind of cool. Yeah, I think at one time there was somebody logging in from Florida, Toronto, Canada, and Arizona, like in the same mm-hmm. span of nice. time. I was like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, we're all across the United States here. Um, you know, we st- I still have people that will pop in from here and there, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. And then. Oh, so what's going on in your neck of the woods? Right. What's going on here? You know, right. we can kind of really, I mean, it makes the world 
feel a little, little tighter. We're, we're closer together, you know? Yeah. So I want to add something to what we were talking about before, how you were saying, you know, you offer, you, you know your students and you say, you know, you give them the, the very the modifications. But I also like that you, if you see a student that maybe wants to go take it further, that you offer that. Oh, yeah. As well. So yeah. if you think somebody that's a little more advanced in their practice might be able to do this, and mm-hmm. then you put it out there. Yeah, or just somebody that's got longer arms right. or is more flexible, right. you know? I mean, um, sometimes like a brand new student, it's just that their body can do something completely different. I I'll, I only ever was able to get somebody, you know, like when we're doing um, a seated pigeon and the one leg's across. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only ever was able to get somebody's foot behind their head once. Wow. And it was a girl. She'd only practiced with me a couple of times, but I could just tell she was right there. And so I went over to her and I said, do you think you could pull your foot behind your head? Keep your pop, you know, keep your, your belly engaged, keep your spine straight, you know, don't overarch and shoot, boom, right there. Wow. Like rubber. Boom. <laughs> And that was kind of cool. That is cool. Uh, or the, um, you know, the the king, the pigeon uh-huh. with the foot yeah, up to yeah, the back yeah. of the head, yeah. right? That's rare one too. But every now and then, somebody is just flexible mm-hmm. and have nice long limbs, and they're able to just pop right into it. So then they can experience that right. and enjoy that, right? I think that's another sign of a good teacher is to really know where each one of your students is mm-hmm. so that that no matter because so many classes are mixed level classes you're going to yeah. have somebody who's been doing it for many many years and somebody who's coming onto their mat for the first time so to have a teacher that's like can kind of read the room and know okay you're you need to go here and you're going to go here and you know yeah where everybody has a everyone feels almost like they are getting a private yeah <laughs> you know yeah. exactly um, you guys are familiar with Dharma Mitra? Do you know who you know who Dharma Mitra? You've never gone to his place in New York, the uh-huh. Dharma Center. Uh-huh. Oh wow! Well, so you'll have to do that someday. Okay. Uh, Sri Dharma Mitra is the guy that made that master chart of yeah, he's up there on our wall, um, the one in the middle on the bottom. Uh-huh. Um, he made that master chart of yoga poses. Uh, that I used to have on the wall at the other studio. 108 or whatever, right? uh, Oh, no, it's like almost 1,000 oh, or something wow. like that. It's like 900 poses on there or something. Oh, jeez. But um, what I love about uh, the way he teaches is this progression of asanas. So it starts from the very simple, and then it works to the more complex. So the first time I went to his studio, I was doing like a, oh, I'm going to go check out this place, check out that place kind of thing. And I was in New York for a couple of days, and I went in to take a, a master class from him. And he says, okay, everybody, downward-facing dog. Okay? <laughs> so downward-facing dog. And um, here I am, okay, I'm getting in table pose, and someone's in scorpion. Like, they're just popping up, and I'm like, wait, how did that become <laughs> downward dog? But because he teaches like from the most simple to the most complex, they were already there, oh. right? They're his regular students, so they were there. But there had to be, I'm going to say, this was like 
the middle of the afternoon, could have been, I don't know, it could have been 10 a.m., could have been 2 p.m., but somewhere in that time frame. And there had to be at least 50 people in the room, mm. if at least. And, and I just had to pause and look around the room and see that every single person was doing, some, doing it different. Mm. You know, just completely. Now, he would continue to teach downward dog. You know, in fact, apparently I was doing it wrong because he came over and I didn't even understand what he wanted me to do. And I think he got tired of me and just walked away. <laughs> He's like, okay, you can't get it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like people just naturally knew what to do. So, but what I learned from that was you can totally teach multi-level in the same room. Now he kind of, you know, focused on one thing. They already had known, they knew what they were doing. I don't advise that, but but why not? Why why should everybody be practicing the same way when we're all different? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so go check him out. He's I mean, he's amazing. He's I don't even know. He's in his eighties, he's still practicing, he still stands on his head in Times Square. Uh-huh. <laughs> he first taught me crow. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Cool. everybody was up, you're like, okay, crow, and everyone went up. And I was like, bah, how do you do that? <laughs> and then he came over? Yeah, yeah. Was that in New York or when? Yeah, it was 17th Cause, Street. Okay, because yeah. he actually, uh, Jai Deva had brought him in oh. once and he taught in Princeton somewhere. Okay. And I had gone, in fact, that's how I found out about him. And then, uh, yeah, there was a bunch of people from like the Princeton area. Cool. Yeah, he was he was really great. And very, you know, typically humble and gracious and approachable mm-hmm. just you know all the things you want to see in this master teacher really cool in fact when you go he used to have his dog a little dog running around <laughs> and then you'd walk in and the dog he'd be like oh i can't remember the dog's name but i was like oh i love this man even more. <laughs> <laughs> anyone with a dog <laughs> <laughs> the dog was i think rolling like a ball in the middle of the room oh excellent it's really cute really cute so so any other things we, we like in a teacher? I mean, I'm not asking you to even just say me. I'm just saying in general, like, what do you like about teachers? I appreciate or we hit them all? Well, one thing that I do like, I have to say, is variety. You know, like, um, you have a couple teachers here. Uh, we joke about one of them that she's tough. But like it's good, you know. It's like yeah. you know. Sometimes you need to do like a more fiery class, so you're like, you know what? I'm going to take her class because yeah. that's mm-hmm. what I need to, tonight, you know. Or, right, right. Um, or you know, if you were thinking, no, I really need to do something more restorative, so I think I'm going to take this person's class. Right. So everybody has their gifts. Yes. You know, so what they, you know, and what they bring to it. So I think mm-hmm. that's a, a nice thing about you know different teachers too is that you're going to learn different things from different teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the way someone might say, like, two words differently in a queue than mm-hmm. another teacher, and for some reason it made more sense or mm-hmm. it hit, right? Clips. I think one time you said, was it you with the pickle jars? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a Baptiste thing, right? Yeah, was, yeah. For downward dog. Yeah. Right, so the, out, so the creases are out, yeah. Yeah, I, that's true. I mean, I, I pick up different things from different teachers. Oh, yeah. 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 I know sometimes because I will have teacher training, you know how we do the final teaches. We're getting ready to do all that this weekend. Um, so at the end of the training, you have to teach this class and yeah, yeah, yeah. But because students have had other experiences with other teachers, they'll sometimes come in and then I'll be taking their class 
and I'm, I'm supposed to be giving them feedback and they'll say something that I hadn't heard before from some other teacher and I go, oh, I like that. <laughs> All right, that's cool. But what you do is you kind of put it in your back pocket and then if somebody's not quite getting what you're saying, you go, oh, wait, I had this other thing I could say. Mm. So that's what I'm saying, like always learning, even from your students all the time. Yeah. And I also like when teachers bring, bring in the spiritual, bring in a little bit more than just the poses, the asana. Um, I like learning about the, um, the stories or the gods or goddesses or um, just something to, else to think about while we're, we're in the poses. Like, where do these things come from? And uh, what are we supposed to be, you know, gaining from this pose? It's just, it's deeper than just, yeah, um, yeah just getting into a pose. Yeah. And stretching. It's more than that. I agree 100%. Yeah. <laughs> because it, the, you know, if you look at the tree of yoga, it isn't just asana. Asana is like one little leaf. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you have pranayama and you have all of these other, you know, uh, aspects of yoga that come into it. And when you build that all into the asanas, then the asanas become even more, you know, amazing. Like the whole idea of like ahimsa, right? Non-harming. Then you step on your mat and the idea here is, okay, don't harm yourself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to do anything that's going to, like, hurt yourself. You're going to listen to the cues and, and take your practice to where you want it to be. And I love it when teachers bring that aspect of it in as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. me too. I don't... I, I've never been one that, like, I know some of you have more of a, um, an appreciation for the gym or working out. Like, that stuff's never been me. And, in fact, I've... I've loathed it so much. <laughs> so what more hooked me about yoga, I think, was that connection. If it was solely, you know, pump this, kick that, I, I would have never, it would have never stuck with me. And thankfully, my first teacher was really good at dropping those spiritual mm. nuggets, you know, and kind of, oh, wow, I never thought about that before, ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what are, okay, so let's, let's get down. We don't have to name names. We don't have to talk about. We don't, but let's, you know, have you ever been in a class where something happened and you were like, oh, no. <sighs> well, I mentioned this one to you before. Well, stay with me forever. She said for... Um, the, you know, from Mulabanda, the root lock, she said, imagine there's some, you know, you have drugs and you're, you know, oh, yeah. yeah, and you have to tighten that butt, not, you oh know, so that, you know, they don't pop out. Oh my and I was just like, are you kidding me? I, I don't want to think about drugs during my yoga class. What is that? So yeah, that, I just threw, I just laughed out loud. I just, That's just such a randomly weird no, thing to say. Strange. I mean, like drug smuggling at the moment in Asana? <laughs> no. That was crazy. Wow. That's going to have to be in a play or a movie somewhere. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> we, have to, we have to do something with that. Yoga for, um, for mafia. <laughs> for the mafia. If you're a Mexican drug lord, <laughs> come to our class. <laughs> We have just the yoga class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a crazy one. 
Uh, anything else? Have you ever been in a class where something weird happened? I mean, I, I, I don't think I can top that. <laughs> I was in one of those, uh, this was uh, on the shore somewhere, and I was in one of those hot yoga classes. I was just somewhere for the weekend, and it was the only place. I don't usually like hot yoga, but this was the only place that was there, and I wanted to take a yoga class. And so I'm in the back, and the woman asked, like, is there anybody new? And this guy who's two down from me said, you know, oh yeah, I've never taken a yoga class before. And oh, she's like, oh, welcome, welcome. And then she proceeded to go through her sequence and never went over to him, not one time. Mm. And he was not in alignment at all. I mean, I, it was very hard for me. I, I just finished my 200 hour not to, <laughs> not to lean over to him and be like, you don't want to have your knee past your ankle. <laughs> really, you could really hurt yourself. <laughs> but it wasn't my class, so I wasn't going. And I could not believe that she, you even asked if anybody had, had ever been at right. a yoga class, and then you never come over to check on him. You never check in to see how he's doing. Nothing. I couldn't. Wow. I couldn't believe mm. it. And was it a, a? It was a hot yoga. Was it like a, a Bikram twenty? It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Bikram. It was just hot yoga. So I think it was at like a hundred and five, maybe. Was, was it a vinyasa class? It was a vinyasa. Oh, of course. Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, so no time. Because why not stress him out more? Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine on your first class would be that. I know, and then I my and of course me, I'm thinking to myself. Oh, buddy, I really hope you come back up to somewhere else. Yeah. Like, don't lose this right. practice. It's a beautiful practice, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure that today was the day you were going to learn that. <laughs> there, there was a local studio that's closed now, but um, they used to teach similarly. And I would get, usually it would be a senior citizen. It would be someone a little older that would call and say, you know, I tried this other place, and they said it was beginner but it was really hard and and I would say okay well you know we let me just explain first of all that their beginner isn't my beginner Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're at different places and we teach differently and you know sometimes I'd I'd get them to try it and sometimes not I know I feel like if I if I had a bad first experience with yoga I don't think I would have done it again Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I didn't that's, that's for sure. I went to New York City to one and um, went to a mid-level uh, class. And I've been, I've been uh, studying yoga for many years. And maybe, maybe I, w- I already had my teacher training, my 200-hour. And they said um, at some point um, I was doing something that I'd never done before. It wasn't in my practice. And they were like, you shouldn't be here. You should be in the beginner class. Oh, nice. At, in the middle of class. Oh, wow. And it was Aww. a very prestigious place. And I was horrified and embarrassed. And I'm like, that's not yoga. No. That's, you know, that's how I know that, I, you know, that wasn't the place for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's that I about? I had that. I, I had that. I had just had my son. And I went to a mommy and, mm. and baby yoga class. And I definitely... After having my son, my body was not what it was. I was really struggling to like kind of get back, get my body back. And there I was trying to do these poses with my baby. And, you know, and here we are, I'm in a room full of mommies and babies. Yeah. And the woman yelled at me. She's like, what are you doing? What? That's not, 
that's not what this pose, you're not supposed to look like that in this pose. And I'm thinking like, oh. I'm losing my little baby. Oh my goodness. And I'm so vulnerable already. I'm a new mom. Like, oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> awful. Yeah, it was really like, and I was thinking to myself, what? Aren't we supposed to be loving right oh. now? <laughs> yeah. I once had a student say to me there was a teacher that was a really good yoga instructor but the things that she shared before and after class weren't so great mm-hmm. and so this more than one student would has come to me and said you know if we could just get her to like shut up before class so we didn't have to listen to all the other stuff Oh, that's a tough one. Mm, that is tough. You know? Yeah, I think you need to like remember that those are the teachers too that are like that. No, the second that you enter this mm-hmm. place, it's like a sacred space, mm-hmm. and the moment you walk in, we've already started. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it's not like when we get on our mats that we've started. You start the moment that you come in, you check in, and you. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're already in it. Yeah. 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 And that could, I mean, I understand if you're having a rough day, right? That's we've all been there. Mm. But. Uh, to have a consistent <laughs> feedback about that. That was tough. Um, I, I had another experience. What was it? Now it's out of my head. Did you have any you wanted to share? So. You lucky. <laughs> I don't remember any. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. There was something I was going to share about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was, I, I had taken a, another local yoga class uh down where I was living and um I went specifically because I knew the owner of this one studio and I knew that she knew that I would do my own thing and I'd be okay Mm. (laughs) and that she would be okay with me doing my own thing even though she was teaching something else because a lot of teachers have an issue with that Mm. you know but um I went in and she wasn't there and there was somebody else who I knew was either in her teacher training or had just graduated. Mm. So, I mean, I, I wanted to turn around and walk out, but I said, mm-hmm. no, you can always learn something, right? So I sat down and we started her practice and uh, she closed her eyes and started the practice and I kept looking to see. She didn't open her eyes for like 20 or 25 minutes. So whatever we were doing, her eyes were closed. I mean, and same as what you were saying with the person you were practicing uh, next to, Sam, and you wanted to help him because the teacher wasn't paying attention. Mm. This woman had no idea, Mm. and people needed help. And, you know, it's so hard not to say. I think I did. At one point, um, it was like pigeon, and I I had to say something to him because it was bad. Um. But at one point, she opens her eyes halfway through the class, and she says, oh, look at that. I just realized, like, we're all almost wearing the same color shirt. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, wow. if your eyes have been open, <laughs> you wouldn't just have realized that wow. that far into class. Um, and I just, I'm always, right, I'm always telling mm-hmm. guys, like, keep your eyes open. Don't close your eyes. Like, you can close your eyes to tell people to close their eyes, then you should be, like, open again, looking, right? The funny thing is, on Zoom these days, because um, I sit up at the end of class while everyone's in, you know, Shavasana, and um, 
I, I'm, I'm talking them through whatever I'm talking them through, just kind of giving them some Reiki energy. And even though I don't even know Reiki, I'm just sending them energy. <laughs> um, but um, the minute that people open their eyes and see them sitting up, they pop up. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. almost to like a, you know, yes. like the road runner, like they just jump up. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. Really? <laughs> like, so the, the eyes mm-hmm. through Zoom, that's, you're getting all your information. So it's, it's hard. I have to remind people, just so you know, <laughs> I'm going to sit up yeah. while you're lying down. I have, I have to, to say, say that. that sometimes too. Yeah, or it's okay, you can lay down. Right. Yeah, it's tough. I think we all agree this this way we've been teaching and having to learn and it's been difficult yeah. for all of us. We're yeah. we're trying the best we can, but I also don't think it's going away because there are ways to reach more people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in fact, Rise just asked me if I would be interested in uh in you know everything's community based so it's they're not paying or anything mm. like that's a donation so i'm donating certain pre-recorded classes to them but it has to be under the guise of this is for somebody totally new that um, might want to see what yoga is about or mm. something right mm. so i think that technology is letting us do that now and we can reach more people that you know there might be a lot of people in our community or the community never would be able to either afford to do yoga Mm -hmm. or or would even think to do yoga and maybe they'll see a little bit of something and go oh I kind of like this this makes me feel good or you know and and then seek out some more you know classes that are more aligned um, or taught in a different way but but yeah, so coming back to kind of focusing on what the positive is, I mean, we could go all day about the, mm. di- the challenges though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you teach at school, you, you're teaching yeah. kids. Yeah. So, and yeah, then you're all, teaching yoga. I just keep saying we're all doing the best we can do. Yes, for sure. Any closing thoughts, ladies, before we close off? The podcast for today, talking about just teacher training and teacher qualities and any last nuggets of inspiration or (laughs) anything you want to share. I I definitely think without yoga, I don't know how I would have gotten through this year. You know, it's been my way of dealing with just so much stress and eye strain and neck issues and all the sitting at the computer issues and without it I, don't know, I have no idea how I would yeah. <laughs> how I'd be even in my body I just have to I don't know what's that word aho 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 yes I would never have made it through this year without yoga in all aspects of, mm. of yoga and I think just in closing of this podcast while we were talking about it, I think people should trust their instincts. Come check out a class, get a feel for the teacher, and, and really trust your instincts. Know that, you know, you're going to feel something. If it's if you're in the right place, you'll feel it. You'll right. know. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And ditto. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, ladies, for joining the podcast today, and uh, I hope that yeah, this sparks some conversations for people at home and um, maybe start thinking about where they're practicing or their teachers or what they want to see or maybe they want to learn how to teach. Who knows? Um, but there, there's growing 
interest in this as like those the keywords mindfulness mm-hmm. right so as that expands mm-hmm. into school systems and and uh, corporations even more uh, I think there's lots of opportunities to share uh, yoga with people so thank you so much thank you thank yeah, you thank you